0: Beautiful people, welcome to Love, Babs, Love Talk on Babs, Rolls, Ivy. Hey, Harry, what's happening? It's oh. primary day. Oh,
1: oh, oh, hold on, Babs, you know, um, I have to unmute your mic. <laughs> uh oh. And now go.
0: Good morning, beautiful people. Happy Tuesday on Babs, Rolls, Ivy. This is Love, Babs, Love Talk. Hey, Harry Drolls, it's primary day. So if you haven't voted, go and vote. I meant to vote this morning and I overslept. So, so when I leave here, when I leave here, I'm going to the polls. My polls are just down the street. I had this dream of I will get up this morning, I will walk down the street, I will vote, and I will come back and be ready for my show. But it's so hot, I just can't, can't stand it. So I was like, oh no. So anyway, I'll be out there when I get off the when I get off air, I will drive over there. <laughs> vote
1: it's pretty hot
0: and then drive myself to my to my uh, inner city office. Yes it is very hot Harry. I don't I, I'm still not complaining because I'll tell you what this is this is what um this is what um climate change is gonna do to the earth is doing to the earth. So if you don't want to live like this and hotter for weeks and weeks at a time thank God we passed a climate change so we could get about the business of making some difference about how we live on this planet because I'm telling you I feel for those scientists that um handcuffed themselves to the bank <laughs> they they did the right place. I was like they're gonna handcuff themselves to the bank because people are not listening. And you know the you know how the movies are Harry it's always those people that are always trying to tell us always warning us and we always paint them as crazy. In the movies, we paint them as crazy, mad scientists. Oh, they're crazy. And then and then the world starts to change. The i i i isotopes start to melt and then the world gets upheaved and then and then we got to go and look for them cuz they've already dug in. <laughs> so now we got to go find them. Help us. Help us. Tell us what to do. And he was like, I tried to tell you. And then in the last minute, they figure out some way to get everybody to safety. I'm just saying. I don't know. That's how it plays in the movies.
1: I think it's it's going to be more like uh, Star Uh-oh. Trek, the Federation. We're going to have to be a, a, off of this earth.
0: <laughs> Harry, you know, everybody ain't going to get off this earth.
1: I know. The earth, you're going to.
0: The Earth going to become a prison colony. <laughs> Cuz you know it's going to be people who are like I'm not leaving. You know those people, right, Harry? I don't care. I don't know what's out there on them, on alpha beta gamma planet. I don't know them people. I'm not going. It's just a trick of the government and they'll be right here on planet Earth the penal colony.
1: Well, they'll be like I I I can't I can't deal with people with three eyes, you know. <laughs>
0: Hating on hating <laughs> on the in, it, the terrestrials before you even get there.
1: Right. they'll they'll be judging, but you know they'll I be mean, judging. I mean it's a heat wave, right? We'll we'll, we'll this too will pass. Yeah,
0: like tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, tomorrow's right? the last day. Tomorrow's the last day.
0: No, I thought today was the last day.
1: No, tomorrow is the last day.
0: Oh Lord, I was yeah. see, I was all hyped up.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so yeah i mean another day of feeling like you know you're in uh basically in a lava pool it's hot it's pretty hot I, I walked out this morning and it's it like smacked me right in the face leaving uh, the house so it's like
0: geez. And the news people said uh you know it's like it's eighty eighty two 82 right now so it's like 83 in miami right now. And they were like, oh, and our numbers are going to climb. Yep. So it's going to get hotter for us.
1: Yeah, it's going to feel like uh, 105, 103 to 105. Well, yeah. What's a little sweat between friends?
0: Yeah, well, something like it hot.
1: Just don't be outside. I mean, I feel bad uh, for anybody who's outside.
0: Well, like, if you have an outside job, Like, if you pouring tar,
1: (laughs) you should be, you should look, you should schedule your vacations for the summer. (laughs) This ain't, this ain't no joke. You know, I always say to myself, why the hell do they start? They always start late with the roads, like September. And it's like, come on, do them in the summer. But there's a reason why you don't have your, your it's crazy.
0: People will be mad at you. Plus, it'll be hot. (laughs)
1: really are
0: like you'll die although they do a lot of work in the summer though they
1: do but, but you know the traffic
0: it's... is just but i get i feel you september is like a little bit it's a bit a bit cooler yes yeah, you know when we have those freak summers where you know it gets a little warm through september through early october which i kind of like
1: well we've had that yeah the last five years and also, warming. we also have winter that extends into spring. So I know. <laughs> so it's How like... many
0: times did we say this spring? When is it gonna <laughs> yeah. end? So it's like we didn't we're, know we're all we over
1: the place with weather these days.
0: We couldn't we couldn't put our sweaters away. I mean, we we're still wearing like heavier coats. You know, like jackets, uh,
1: well. Until
0: like late April.
1: <laughs> I know that was crazy like it
0: was gonna snow like oh shoot it's about the snow in April we,
1: get, we, we, we got snow in May didn't we
0: no we got it in April in April like late April
1: late April but yeah you know I, I it's you know it's Paul playing with his weather machine
0: oh I know you know we, I don't know why we can't stop the Jewish
1: talk about mad scientists
0: messing with the weather <laughs> I hold them responsible <laughs> I hold them responsible for the weather. Well, listen, it's hot, but you know we'll we'll make do. We'll get through. Everybody's everybody's hot, but you know it'll cool down. It'll drop down what ten, fifteen degrees, and then it'll feel nice. It'll still be a bit humid. They said so. Be prepared for that.
1: Yeah, but it's different. Humid at eighty-five or and humid at one hundred and three. <laughs>
0: Okay, we have to be nice because we don't want a tsunami. I mean if, if does it come with cool air? <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: All right. No. That's another thing, right? Because I, I had um this morning when I when I walked out, it was like really hot. But there was a a little wind, but it felt like, you know, like when you're in, in front of an exhaust fan. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it felt. It was just like really hot i'm like come on let's not do this <laughs> mm-hmm. but thank god for ac in the car because I, I know have,
0: and i i know. normally don't like ac in the car but the last couple of days i've been turning it on
1: yeah and i have a remote start so
0: oh so you just cool your car off before you even. cool my
1: car off before i got in
0: oh that is so good now you make me want one of those
1: same thing for the winter, right?
2: I know. I was just Because <laughs>
1: having no, to I, go out and you start your car up, and your car never gets warm enough to melt what's on your windshields and stuff like that. So, but if you start in events. Oh, I love that. You get well, a head
0: I, sp- I won't get it though, but I love it. Because that means I have to take it somewhere and have it done, right? Mm
3: hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: no. I'm not going to do that. With my last car, I had it um that it was connected to an app on my phone.
0: Oh, and you could do, just jump it so like I, that?
1: Yeah, so I could literally just do it from wherever I was on my phone and it would trigger it in my car. I no longer have that, but you know. That was fun. <laughs> and it it could and it would tell you the temperature of the car. So you knew exactly when to go to your car. So it was like, oh, it's a bombing. (laughs) 76 in my car. Let's do
0: this. (laughs) (laughs) My car said 99 the other day. I was like, what the heck? How high can it, how hot can it get in here? Get to 101, 102?
3: (laughs)
1: No, if it, if it gets to hundred, I don't know. You should just stay home. <laughs> and these well, I saw, in.
0: I saw a meme, Harry. They had a measuring stick outside, and they said, "The sun is too high. I can't. I can't be out in these conditions."
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's measuring the amount of um, sun rays on the ground.
1: And and you have always with these temperatures, you have people frying eggs on the floor, you know, on the concrete. I
0: know. And, I was like, don't uh, be wasting good ass eggs like that. You know
1: it's I know. Not at these prices.
0: <laughs> <Not> at- <laughs> <laughs> you be like, you better go find some old video and put that up.
1: I
2: know.
0: Because <clears throat> that doesn't make. It, that's not going to help you, and it's not going to make any sense. No, it's it's uh it's really hot, but that's all right. I mean, it's you know what. We're not uh we're not in Kentucky, we're not in the Midwest, we're not out west, where they're having terrible weather.
1: Well, Kentucky, they had like three dozen people die
0: in that yeah. Uh, flood. Yeah, that was oh my god, that was that, awful.
1: That's some biblical stuff happening. I'm like what's going on here?
0: That's some awful stuff. Like, I don't even know how you how do you and they and they it's gonna take a while for them to clean up. And
1: remember what I told you: that get yourself an inflatable or one of those boards <laughs> you float oh, Lord, on.
0: Lord,
1: yeah, because uh, a lot of those people were caught and they had no way. They just, unfortunately,
3: mm-hmm. you know. No, I know.
1: I know yeah. we. I know we keep threatening to do a FEMA show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find somebody a readiness person, but you know, you know when you talk to them, Harry, they scare you. You know the readiness. Pe- you ever talk to the readiness people? Yeah,
1: but you, but that's the point, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that? I mean, yes. We, we should get some extraterrestrial <laughs> people too.
2: And then get them this, and be this like, listen. Crap out of
1: us.
0: Take care of the Earth, or we're coming for you. Oh my god that is too funny. No, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to have somebody come on and talk talk about this. I
1: mean all you have to do is turn on your news, you know, and and you see what's going on and and the fact that a lot of people a lot of people die a lot of people you can't help what happens. You you can't control, you know, mother nature, right? It it will Destroy anything in his path. Sometimes, yeah. But a lot of people die from unpreparedness.
3: Yeah, so,
1: yeah. There is that. So it's 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 unfortunate. I mean, and and a lot of these preparedness people will show you how to do it on a very low budget.
0: Do you watch the 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 guy, the survivalist guy, Bear, somebody or other? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah um, jeez. Oh, his name is Bear, but I forgot his first name.
0: Oh, that's not his first name.
1: <laughs> no, I think that's his last name. Well, no, 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 it is his first name. It's bear girls, the bear, yeah. Girl. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, he's yeah, I mean, but he's extra, right? He's like, ooh, a scorpion, let's eat the scorpion let's <laughs> you know he's the, like, <laughs> you know, he's extra. <laughs>
0: He knows how to do all that survival stuff.
1: Yeah, well, he's um, he's the equivalent of the British Navy SEALs. So he's he's beyond survivalist. He's I, I, super trained.
0: I, I, I don't know if I could survive a survivalist training <laughs> beyond boiling water, Harry. States, beyond I boiling think. water.
1: <laughs> I think, yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's not true. You probably have skills Uh
3: -uh.
1: (laughs) no 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 and i and i mean this for real we have skills Babs. that i don't know harry
0: i'm good at a remote control i don't know about
1: no but you know what you you have a skill of survival right? right you have this within you the will to survive a lot of people don't have that you have to start with that skill first um if you don't have a will to survive and, you know, a stubbornness of life. This, you don't have a chance in hell to survive, but you got to start with that. You All know, right. and I think you have that for, and then some.
0: I, I think I do. You know what I want to learn how to do? I told you this before. I want to learn how to be in the forest and know which things to eat.
1: <laughs> well, they have books for that. I'm not going to go into the forest and learn.
0: <laughs> I want to go into forces but I want to go with people who know how to do it Harry I don't mean me in a book like I think this is simply... <laughs> Yeah,
1: I, I, I'm not going to learn what I could eat and then get eaten <laughs> you know these bears aren't nice these days
0: oh god these bears are out of control
1: you yeah. see these bears so, Harry I, yeah I'm not and then let me tell you they're competing these days in the forest they're competing with a lot of creatures right so they have now we we got bobcats yeah Supposedly we have mountain lions and everything so there's a competition for their food there's a reason why they're leaving the forest and and looking for food elsewhere
0: I, I, can't we just put some food out there <laughs> Put a little fridge.
1: That, that's one of the, the beers are reasons. good at opening
0: fridge. Let's put a couple of fridges. Well,
1: oh, that's another reason because I'm sure people go and feed them.
0: Keep it stocked. Well, you know what? That's part of the problem too. Plus, I think we, I think people are encroaching into the into their habitat more and more, yeah. building these damn houses. Yeah, you know, because everybody doing... wants to be far away. I want to be in the you know... woods. I don't want anybody <laughs> around.
1: Before it was moving towards the edges of the woods. Now people are moving into the woods. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. The bears
0: I... are like, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like, nah, bruh, Nah. <laughs> 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 nah, here.
0: Cause I, I see where these people live, Harry. And it's like, y'all are in the bears way. Like you put in your <laughs> house where they normally would stroll. <laughs>
1: Well, I know. I, I saw a video of a lady go, you know, going, hey, bear, get out of here, bear. Get out of here. And the bear's like, you get out of here. <laughs> the bear's just looking out like, you have my neighborhood.
2: What?
1: What you mean get out of here?
2: <laughs>
0: Colonizers.
1: <laughs> so We it's see like, what no, y'all do. And and all of those things that they tell you, get big and scream. Oh, it's, I know, Harry. It doesn't seem to be working right now.
0: I I don't know if I could if I saw a bear hair I think I would just fall down and get into a ball oh. and let it pummel me or whatever and try not to. Not what to was have it that it they
1: they used to say? Protect your ribs or something like that. And I'm thinking to myself, how about my head? You know, <laughs>
0: because once they smack you, it's it's you're gonna go down.
1: <clears throat> it's like. Play dead and protect your was it your head or your ribs? I don't know. I'm like, so but what's the rest of my body? Is it like the bear has a specific body part they like?
0: Well no, you don't want it to tear your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> they can't fix that. <laughs> they can they can I, treat you with scrapes and bruises. Harry, <laughs> they can't put your heart back <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, you like, where's my heart? Somewhere on the ground. <laughs>
1: That's a bad delicacy though. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't want to give them any ideas to think uh, a human heart is tasty.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I
0: don't want that. I don't want that.
1: And, so, and and this week they had in Florida they had a um a competition. Who could catch the most pythons?
0: Oh God.
1: In the oven that's a real thing? Yeah. So in they the have evidence, that many pythons? Yes, they have so they not only have a lot of pythons, which by the way, isn't a natural species for Florida. No, because these people were introduced them- yes. people throwing away their pets. Right? So they have so many that they're actually in, in that in the Everglades in that portion of the Everglades, all um animals, all the other animals that's supposed to exist. In that ecosystem are gone. The the snakes are killing them and eating them.
0: Oh gosh.
1: So they have to they're trying to get as many people out there hunting snakes, which by the way, you bet you better know what you're doing. Right? So but they have thousand like I think they said they had about a thousand um people who registered to go and whoa and catch snakes. And the prize is 2500 for whoever catches the most snakes. That's not enough for me to risk my life. <laughs> 2,500. Like Dead or
0: alive? Like, do you kill them?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, you have to bring the snakes.
0: Like, you have so, to kill it, though.
1: I, yeah, you could kill it, whatever. So it's just getting rid of those snakes. But the thing is, it's just, it makes no sense. You, don't you have to go into, like, the 25,000s or something? like? It just makes no sense. I, I can't go into... Have you ever seen the Everglades with all that? Yeah, brush no. and everything all over the place. Mm-mm. You don't that know where. Grass. Do? Yeah, I can't do it.
0: To... No, no, no.
1: And then you're you're looking for a snake and an alligator bites you ass or Oh
0: no, no, no!
1: like no, no, no. That's for real, Jurassic Park in the Everglades. Well, no, oh.
0: those snakes would be stay right there. In the Everglades, is there any um? Do the do uh snakes have enemies? What's the snake's enemy? Humans, I guess.
1: <laughs> Humans. Well, you have. They do have. They have um otters. Um, what you otters call it, eat dog? snakes? Oh yeah, the otters are. Oh my God, they're vicious little things. <laughs> I saw. I saw a, a. I saw a documentary. Oh my God, this otters are scarier <laughs> than a pack of of um of bears. These little otters, you think, oh, so cute. Oh no, no, no those things are vicious.
0: Gangster otters.
1: <laughs> and then, um
0: okay.
1: wait, right. what the fox? And what's the other thing? Um, it's like a fox, but there's another thing that just oh, a weasel.
0: Oh, they eat snakes too. Yeah,
1: and and those little things you know how to fight snakes
0: small compared to what I would think would.
1: Well, because I, I they have some something that they could withstand a snake bite and stuff oh, like man. that. So it's the way they're Mate. engineered. Wow.
0: Okay. Snake. Snake got natural. <laughs> no, predators. but the otters.
1: Oh, you gotta you gotta go see a documentary on these I otters. I don't
0: even know what the hell an otter looks like. Oh. Well, maybe I do. It you know, looks kind of cute. I get them all kind of thrown together. Otters, so you
1: see, you've seen them in the zoo. And you, oh, oh, that's so cute. No, no, no. When they in packs. <laughs> oh my and they, god! And and They're rolling
0: with the homies.
1: That's right, and and monkeys too. This this is. Oh yeah,
0: I know monkeys are. Oh treacherous. my god,
1: they are vicious.
0: They'll smack you too.
1: <laughs> oh, they'll do anything to you. I, right?
0: uh, I watch these people on vacation feeding these monkeys, and then they're trying to shoo them away, and they don't shoo.
1: No, they don't. They,
0: that monkey hauled up and smacked that lady. <laughs> I was like, whoo! I'd have to all of, these that.
1: Primate, the, all of these primates are, are so much stronger than us. Mm-hmm. So, shooing them away is like, it makes no sense. It's like yeah. I was watching a report. <laughs> I, I went from monkeys to a report on I think it was either Fox 61 or News 8 this morning about carjackings in Connecticut.
0: Oh, I know! Harry, swear to god, I,
1: I... It's crazy. Right? So, but but the the report and both of us on on Facebook we're looking opposite directions. So I got to turn a little oh, here. are speed. we? No, that no, you you're fine. It's me turning. But anyway, so in the report, it talks about how um, if they if they they go to carjack you, just what? just Get let out? them let them take do it. Car. Don't don't fight back. And all this, and I'm like, wait. So now you're telling the thieves go and take any people, car you want. Take any car you want because they're gonna move out your way and they ain't gonna fight back.
0: I, I know, but I don't want to get shot either, Harry, or stabbed.
1: I know. Well, that's different. If, they, if there's a gun in your face, people give up your stuff. I mean, your life isn't worth the car you're driving. But I'd
0: be so mad, Harry, I'd crash my car with them in it. I don't care.
1: No, no, it's, it's a carjack, Babs. They throw you out the car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, don't that used to, to, to be my, when I first started driving after my hip surgery, I used to be afraid um, because I was like, I can't really do anything. You know. Now I could get the hell out of my car on my
1: own. Well, it's the situational awareness, people. Seriously. I mean, if somebody runs up on you, you you, you can't do nothing. I mean they
0: And they're doing it in day like I used to be like, Oh, I'm not gonna get gas at night, I'll go in the morning or in the midday or whatever. But you
1: see actually you so they have um camera footage of these group of young people walking up to you you know it's like this, so you have to be situationally aware okay you see look if you see a group of young people walking up to where you are you just put the gas back and get in your car and get ready to leave you you can't understand what's going on around you because you you could tell they're not there for gas they're just walking up to you so take the gas out and jump in your car and get ready to leave i,
0: know, I don't, I don't want to be i don't want to be afraid of a, a group of kids
1: no it's, it's, well that's not the point the point is being situationally aware to the point where why are those kids there why are they there they're not there to say hi that's they true. don't look like beggars they're there for a reason if they're not there to pump gas they're had to either beat your ass or take your car. Okay. So it's just being, I'm not saying you profile everybody, but you know what's going on right now. And it's been a few weeks, I think about four weeks in a row, that these same incidents are happening. So, I mean, it's, it's a scary thing. And then, you know, I know I say give your car up, you know, they, they're saying give your car up and everything. But some people can't, if their car gets stolen, they're not going to be able to replace their car. No. And And their car is their life. Their car is how they get to work, how they pick up their kids, how everything. So it's a difficult thing. So I don't know. I don't know. What to say because I I don't know if I would give up my car that easily. And I'm insured, I'm fully insured, so it's Mm -hmm. like my car, if they take it, I'll you know, I'll be there'll be some discomfort.
0: I (laughs) don't,
1: but I'll get another car, other people won't get their car back.
0: Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to, you know. As I age, Harry, I'm just—I'm more thinking about that kind of stuff.
1: Right. It's—it's uh, it's, it's so look, and a lot of the times they are take—they are going up to people fifty and, and older. Yeah, right? so they're doing it because they know the limitations of a older person. Yeah, so it's it's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. It's the same thing as in in New York where all well, the bodega um, robberies going on. Mm-hmm. It's usually, you know, somebody in the store alone. They know it's, people, these robbers aren't dumb. They go in when there's one person. When is, you know it's like a, a, at a certain shift. At what time? And well, they, that, you know
0: they go in a couple of times, And They like scope right. it out.
1: Right, so no, these dumb. things
0: are not random,
1: and that's why no. that's why Seven Elevens are closing at eleven. Oh wow, Seven Eleven, so they close at eleven. Yeah. It kind of fits.
0: <laughs> no, they 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 seven a.m. to eleven p.m. to eleven p.m. to seven a.m. They were well, around the clock.
1: Not in some places around the United States, Seven Elevens are closed at night now.
0: I think they have to do some I think they do some of that here too. Because people are uh
1: It's getting difficult.
0: I think it's I yeah. I think it's always been difficult. You just haven't really noticed it, but I, this carjacking thing bothers me because Yeah, I, the
1: carjacking is scary. Yeah.
0: I don't I don't you know, and it'll take me a minute to figure out what's happening. Be like, what what are you doing? Why are you banging out my window? <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> you have to be ready to drive off.
0: Oh shit. Yeah, I mean oops.
2: <laughs> Heck yeah.
1: You know, uh, uh you know a lot, yes. a lot of people's first reaction is the freeze. So, you got to be able you got to have a plan before what you're going to do if it happens. Um and if if at all possible, jump in your car and leap. Um, that's if you're at a gas station. If, if you're at a light and they pull up to you,
0: you know. Yeah, that's, that's another different. crazy scene.
1: Yeah, that's a different situation. Um, because we, that usually involves them blocking your car and stuff like that. Yeah, my um, that scene.
0: That's why I hate when I drive at night. Yeah. And uh, these lights take forever to change. When I'm in certain neighborhoods, I just run them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if the police department is listening, and I know they do, because I run into people who listen to this show. I I, I don't sit at red lights in some neighborhoods if it's, if it's late at night, I'm coming from a party or something. I don't do it, Harry, because it just makes me nervous.
1: I just want to say to the cops that I follow all... Lord
3: of the <laughs> <nations>.
0: <laughs> not bad. I'm, I'm a except woman.
1: for except for Norton Norton and Whaley. Mm. You guys need to fix that light. That's a that's a trap light. That yellow is a yeah, it's not a yeah. yellow, it's a yeah.
0: Yeah no, yes you just have to stop. It's a stop.
1: Yeah yeah, you even, see as soon as you see it start turning, stop.
0: Just stop. Don't even.
1: That's a trap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't even speed through it because somebody will hit you. Somebody but. will definitely hit you. So yeah, Get no, hit, I,
1: forget, I forget hit. You babs, I got tickets. <laughs> There's always the it. Yeah, there's always this cop station at the corner of the...
0: And you don't see it? You don't see the cop?
1: I, you know, twice. I've gotten t- tickets there twice. And it's because I've always thought I could beat that yellow, but no. There's no beating that yellow. Yeah, it's a yeah.
0: Sir. So didn't I tell you last week?
1: <laughs> it's a yeah. Did I, a tell you,
0: did I tell you last week, Mr. Drones? <laughs> Here you are again, trying it again? Oh, that is too funny! I was like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I didn't, I didn't mean for it to be like this.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I should know better. You know, the the first time I was like, oh, cop at the corner, what a surprise! And then the second time is like, oh, what an idiot I am! You know. So whatever.
0: That's all right. You know, i I try to, I, I try to be very mindful, cause I, cause I know I could get comfortable real easy where I'm in in situa- you know, in places and spaces. You know, I do. I I really can get real comfortable, and I have to always be thinking. Listen, people are predatory, and I got to be on my guard. Yes, you know? uh,
1: people are bad.
0: Bad I'm not people. gonna say people are bad. <laughs> people are bad.
1: No, there bad are bad
0: people in the world. Bad. Everybody's not gonna harm me. I I know that.
1: Okay, but I have course. to be
0: prepared as if everybody will harm me. Do you see what right. I'm saying? You know. Right. So every everybody 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 gets a little bit of side eye, you know, a little bit of a focus as I'm
1: the the you, know, you order your um I was gonna call it a gun, but it's not a gun. It's uh,
3: the
0: st- the stunner, the stun thing. What is it? Yeah,
1: the oh, uh, no with the pepper the fake- ball. Yes, um, it's a launcher. They call yeah. it a launcher because yeah, no, there's no um, gunpowder. Gun, you know, gunpowder is what makes it a gun. So you gotta get yourself a, 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 a pepper little, launcher. A pepper launcher. <laughs> Or uh oh, what or, do they, or, they call it?
2: The pro-
1: they call it a projectile it's called yeah, a, a launcher, a projectile launcher. And um it's called Burner, the one that I bought. Um but they also have you remember they had the bad guy pepper spray? <laughs> you need to get that. That bad guy pepper <laughs> spray is like they they have a special mixture of melt your eyeballs spray. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's what you that's what you definitely need
0: oh you might be you right might. harry see now you got me thinking about this stuff all over again
1: <laughs> you have to
0: and i don't want to be like three months from now like harry told me to get this stuff <laughs> i didn't get it now i'm a
3: victim uh, like, at, least,
1: at least at least the project at least the purpose rate you should have or even a stun gun they the the stun guns are fairly cheap. You can get a a million volt stun how, gun. How for like,
0: close do I have to be to them to stun them? Like, I got to be really close, right?
1: Well, if they grab you, that means you're within reach okay. of them. So, I mean, they also have the the stun projectile one that it shoots out. But if they if they're close enough to if they they're close enough to grab you, you're close enough to stun them.
0: Oh, I, I don't got no problem. <laughs> I, don't, so, I have no problem.
1: But you should definitely you see. I, I I argue with Karen all the time about this stuff. I have she has a survival bag and everything that I set up for her, and she leaves it home because, well, what if I have to go to some place and they want to check my vehicle? I'm like, what? I, <laughs> what? Are they gonna have a warrant to check your what? vehicle? <laughs> Who's gonna check your vehicle? No, I'm
0: sorry. Are you running? Are you running drugs, Karen? Like nobody checking. Her car?
1: Like, I don't understand. Why would are they? you check part of a, a
0: cartel, Karen. Are you not me?
1: <laughs> Why well, would they go? Just, we need uh, to check. This, we need to check this lady's vehicle. Uh, right
0: here, this lady, right here.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> pull like, over. <laughs>
1: And, and by the way, nothing she has in her bag is illegal. It's just she's thinking, whatever I have to go to a work site, whatever I have to go to a school and they want I don't want them to think I'm carrying any weapons or something like that. I'm like, you have no weapons that would threaten anybody in a school or anything. These are defensive weapons. These aren't, you know, uh
0: <laughs> yeah, but you can't get through a security alarm with those things, can you?
1: Um, no. The at an airport, if you make them aware that you have a launcher in your bag, they will let you pass with it. Really? Or they won't let you. It won't be a, They they won't let you take it on a carry on, but in your luggage. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the those launchers are legal. I think in most states it might not be legal in California.
0: I don't um, know what I would need to carry a launcher for on a flight though. Like,
1: no, you wouldn't carry it. It would be in your no, luggage. No,
0: I mean, why would I take it with me? Like, what?
1: Well, let's say I- you were you were, uh <laughs> gonna be adventurous and go to Yellowstone Park. <laughs> go to-
0: oh. Does it work against bears? Because well, that's really the real fear. Well, the, pe-
1: the pepper will work on the bears, So, yeah, yeah. okay.
0: All
1: the right. bear probably be pissed off that you shot it. I,
0: well, and then I got a whole ass, right?
1: <laughs> I know. So, well, no, Babs, hold on. Do not hold ass around a bear. <laughs> What do I do? The bears oh, much after I pepper it, I stand oh, there. And say. It, Thank it.
0: forgiveness. What?
1: <laughs> after you pepper it, it's probably gonna go away. But if it gets madder, you just keep peppering that it.
0: That pepper is gonna wear off, Harry, and that bear is gonna track my scent.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> can all less. So,
0: so when <laughs> the bear go, I gotta go. I can't. I can't keep <laughs> going down the trail. I gotta go in a different direction. I gotta go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, but
1: but be aware of your situ- of your surroundings because there may be other bears. You don't want to run and trigger a uh, hunt. I know. That's Or a mountain lion may be, you know, just watching. Watching like, oh, like oh, what's it, what's going on there? Oh, she the bear's shot not that a bear.
0: One, I'm a getter. <laughs> That looks like my dinner for the next month. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. The bear don't want it. I'm gonna get it. <laughs>
1: That's
0: right. Why? Why are people hiking in the woods?
1: Why? <laughs> I, look, I don't know. Especially by yourself.
0: Yeah, I, that part I don't understand, Harry. Yeah, and they don't, don't even understand. tell people when they go do this mess.
1: I know. You just you see that video, and I think they well they do it for the clicks, but it's the same reason. People hang off a of cliffs and take pictures. You're like, "What the f are you doing up there by yourself?" Hang, oh, there she goes. You know, it's like, "What are you doing?" You know. So, but the people in the woods it's the same thing. They have their GoPro camera on their um, hat or something. And they, hey, look at it. look at the wilderness. Look at oh, oh, bear, go away, bear. And the bear's like, no. This we is on and popping. I know I
0: watched this woman with her kids hiking in the woods. Yeah. And the bear kept following them. Yep. She's got little kids, Harry. So what's she gonna do? She's like, we're just gonna walk slowly. And you know, they and they didn't turn their back on the bear. They walk were walking backwards.
1: Yeah. I'm right. You can't give your back to any predator, by the way. Don't do that. Don't do that. You see a mountain lion, don't walk away from it like you know, and not look at it. You have to keep your eyes on it. They recognize fear and weakness better than any person in this world. They smell it. They see it. So you have to turn. I know it's hard. <laughs> I'm saying it like it's no, It's you... not
0: hard for me. You know why? Because I'm not going to be in the woods. And that's like true. That. <laughs> that's
1: true. Me either. Well, I'd I like the woods,
0: Harry, but I like that... the woods that's already been cleared out. You know right, what I mean? Well, like...
1: I... Let me not say I wouldn't because I like. Going to the Poconos,
0: but oh yeah,
1: so that's going into the woods.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's that's into the woods.
1: But let me tell you, it 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 will. I haven't been in in a while. The last time that I saw, t- it was there was just too much wildlife around me, right? <laughs> <laughs> the deer's kept the deer's were kept surrounding the the cabin like it was like.
0: You know how you know. wasn't downtown Brooklyn like this is the world. No, so,
1: but there was just too many. So I'm like <laughs> if there's if there's a, if there are deers here there's a predator here. You know, and then every time I would go, let's go outside and toss the football and oh, there goes the sign don't feed bears. So I'm like, huh. Ah. Man, that sign the last time I was here was like 500 yards that way. Why uh, why is it next to the cabins now?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm like, ah, because people means...
0: feed these bears thinking they're cute,
1: right? So now or they means... leave
0: food, in, they leave food out, or they forget
3: to, you know, lock right. Up so their that cars. means that
1: those bears are now coming closer and closer to yeah. people. So it's like, I'm like, I'm done, I'm not coming out here anymore. Because, how, how do I explain? anything i got attacked by a bear or my kids got attacked by a bear? how do i explain that to the to the common person like us <laughs> you know yeah it's like no. well yeah babs you know I, I got attacked by a bear you're gonna be like well what the hell were you doing around bears <laughs>
0: <laughs> like where were you in relationship to bears <laughs> i
1: know where, where you grew up and <laughs> like yeah yeah you're right
0: I dare say, I I I don't would I don't think I would like a bear to come on the porch. That just, <laughs> no, I
1: don't think so. I like well, a lot but, of
0: things on the porch, Harry, but bears are not one of them.
1: You know what? That's that's a possibility these days.
0: Well, because New Haven seems to have a these bears are coming out of the woods. I, I've the seen Woodbridge.
1: Yeah, I've seen a couple going towards the back rows of three thirteen. I've seen a couple of bears crossing the street. <laughs> it's like. Okay, let me stop for this bear. You know, and then I saw such a huge bear that I went, I hit reverse to take a second look at it. And it started coming to the car and I said, Oh, see this is the this is where stupidity just creeps in, right? Oh, let me get in the second look at this bear. <laughs> My first look wasn't enough.
0: I just didn't believe what I saw. <laughs> well
1: that's what it was. I was like, damn that bear's bear. Did I
0: see a bear? Oh, <laughs>
1: I was like, and the, bear seemed to, and the bear seemed to be checking the mailbox of some oh. who lived there. So I was like.
0: Well, because, you know, they're always looking for food.
1: Yeah. So, so. But, you know, I was safe in my car, but I got scared when it started walking towards me. I was like, it knows how to open my car. It doesn't matter if I got them locked. It probably has a key, a master key. <laughs> <laughs> These bears are super intelligent.
0: They are, Harry. You see the guy here in Connecticut, the bear came through the front door, and yeah. he shoot him out. He's yelling at the bear, and then the bear goes around the house because the, the garage door is open. He goes back around and yeah. goes into the garage door, and he's like, get out of here, get out of here. I'm thinking to myself, you, I would never let my doors be open now. Cause yeah. this is I, like I'm the, telling
1: you, I could just want to heard that bear, say, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust those bears. That's too smart. This
0: guy said... He's been having a bear problem. His house, the only house where the bears come to his neighbors like, they don't bother us.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I also saw on a safari um, more than one lion attempt to open the doors. So that means oh. they have to flip their paw to open the door like a human being and they did that a few times.
0: Oh, because they pay attention.
1: <laughs> you well. Know. You hope not. <laughs> You're like, it's Take an animal. Attention. They're stupid.
0: No, they're not, stu- I don't, they're not stupid. I don't know why people think animals are stupid. <laughs> no. You know who's stupid? Humans. <laughs> right. Animals are not stupid. They are fast right. learners.
1: And the thing is, is that a couple of the videos, it was it was kids in the backseat who had to grab the door and pull it closed. And I'm thinking to myself, all right. I'm with my kids at a safari. The first thing I do is close your doors, right? Or I have the master switch. Don't I lock the door? Shame that be your first thing?
0: Yeah. First of all, who's driving with their doors unlocked? Right. I don't care safari or not. Who's who's driving with their doors unlocked?
1: Yep. And I I saw a couple of videos uh, of their windows open.
0: Yeah, see, that part I don't get either. I don't get that. I don't get it either. That and whole the lion, driving a safari yeah. That's one thing if you roll them down Because they're far away in the distance You can see them But when they're like coming at you Don't yeah. you roll the window up and be like I don't want to see this goddamn lion That close in my car No way they-
1: No way no, you, you look at some of the the lions these days At the zoos And a lot of them run and bang right into the glass Trying to get to And you're thinking to yourself Hold up You were raised in captivity. Why are you trying to eat a human being? But that's their instinct. Yeah. So it's just they don't see a human being. They see prey. Yeah. So it's like, boom, right right into the glass. And it's like, damn, those things are scary as hell.
0: You see that in the aquariums, too. That's why I don't. I don't, I don't, I, don't no, I, I just don't like zoos and aquariums personally. That's yeah, just,
1: all of that stuff scares me. I don't believe yeah,
0: me, too. I don't
1: that the, the glass is gonna hold.
0: I, I don't, I don't mind that because if, if the glass breaks, they're all gonna die because they can't live without being in the water. But I don't, um,
1: not before I just they don't bite. like that stuff, not before that shark takes a chunk. out Yeah, have you seen the sharks on the beaches these days?
0: Yeah, I I don't understand that either. Oh they're coming God. closer and closer.
1: Yeah, they're in shin level water.
0: There was a shark that got stuck on the beach.
1: Yeah. Stuck. And the guy, started, the guy took pictures with it.
0: And I was like, <laughs> "What do you do? Do you help it back into the water?" Yeah,
1: like, he you- the guy did help it back into the water, but not before he took pictures with it selfies
0: well, this is like a one in a life, one in a lifetime chance. <laughs> look me at the shark, like I, because he's never gonna get in the water to get with the shark, right?
1: <laughs> well, you have to think, you know, these sharks are somehow evolving. What if they,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: jump on his fin and start biting you? Who knows?
0: I, I think they are evolving. I know everything he, evolves.
1: Well, you know, we always look. When I was taught evolution as a child, I always thought to myself, but I never seen and they turn into a man. What you know, if if evolution why don't we see them? You know, so but you know, we might be at that level where sharks start walking on Well,
0: I saw a thing that said, um, There's a particular type of shark, Harry. I think during prehistoric time, it did walk. Yeah, they did. And then it went back into the ocean. It um, it decided that... I don't don't want to be on land. I want to be in the ocean.
1: (laughs) Good good choice. (laughs) I I don't want to have to compete with sharks.
0: (laughs) I guess.
1: Swimming with sharks.
0: So I'm like, all right, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with this evolutionary vibe. So yeah, yeah. Now that now that we've covered all the animal kingdom, <laughs> now you
1: that know we, what? Now. Let me uh, turn this on because I can't find the PSA. So I'll let it do it automatically.
0: Okay, so we got like a minute. So get ready for the PSAs, and uh, I got Steve Hamm coming up at ten yeah. fifteen.
1: Okay, what what do I have on? Right
3: A lovely
0: day. Oh, what is that? That sounds creepy.
1: All right, the PSA isn't playing automatically.
0: <laughs>
1: Let's All stop right. it.
0: Yeah. Oh, Adventures in Joe. <laughs>
1: So, you're listening to Love Baz, Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Let's play the old PSA.
3: I'm New Haven Health Director Marissa Bond. If you or your family have COVID 19 symptoms, be bad. if you are exposed to someone with COVID, quarantine, stay home, and get tested on day five if possible. If you have COVID, isolate, wear a mask,
1: vaccinate, get boosted, and tested as needed. Those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up.
3: Stay safe, New Haven. All
1: right. So I guess I'm supposed to play music here. (laughs) Once again, you're listening to Love Band's Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM. We're going to be back uh, for the 10 o'clock hour. We're going to take a quick music break. And as soon as IQ music, we're going to go. We'll be right back.
3: I want to dance all night, Monday morning, I'm sick of this job already.
2: My plans are still tight. Thursday brings a smile. I won't be putting up with this fool in a little while. Me and my girls, we turned it up last week. Boys love this club, cause ladies get My boss is expecting me to Even though it's paying the rent I'm not paid enough To not have an attitude it Doesn't feel right That I work so hard all day And then I'm supposed to sleep through the night So careful and works out the way So ladies, put your sexy on And tell them that we're hanging tonight So if you handle yours like Lost like me, put your hands together so they all can see. We've come to fight it so that Tried to flip, didn't get tossed. Said a pearly whites, time to floss Got Todd Bennett, counted the calls Everybody knows that you're so a gon' getter me with a smile as you earned your cheddar Work real hard, and mm-hmm. who could do better than you, Bob? Got through the week, I didn't give you a trip when we did the speed Yo, I'm JK, and I'm doing my thing with my dick, sis, i I'm like,
4: This is Ace Livingston, and you're listening to 103.5 FM, WNHH. And when I say who's out, y'all know what time
2: it is. It. Who's out? The back house. The back house. He had cash and he really looked hot This song could be about your happiness But he is so focused on his bait You're gonna let a good catch get away This song could be about how we first met But how are you gonna reminisce When you haven't got over him yet This song could be about what he searching for you're looking over town and i'm knocking on your front door just to me be- This song could be about our wedding day But you just had to go to see him That decision left me in dismay This song should be about When I got your call Saying you weren't ready for marriage That you couldn't come at all This song should be about Our happy years. Instead of so glad we heard you I was there to dry your tears This song came us How I had a vow. See I came to my senses Holding my feet back on the ground I was blind to me all on the line for you, but you didn't care, so I felt like a fool. I'm not a fool, I'm not a fool, this could be. mm mm-hmm.
0: people. Welcome back to the second hour of Love, Bab's Love Talk. I am delighted this morning to have Steve Hamm as my guest. He's an author, journalist, and filmmaker, and, you know, a regular guy about town. <laughs> He's one of the movers and shakers of Greater New Haven, and I'm delighted to talk to him about his book, The Pivot, Addressing Global Problems Through Local Action, and the, uh, the project that he is working on, bringing citizens together to work on issues of climate change and what we can do at the local level. Am I right about that, Steve?
4: That's absolutely right. Thank you so much. And is that France behind you? Is that Paris? Yes, it is. Very nice. I've seen on Facebook that you love Paris.
0: I do. It's, it's my spirit city.
4: (laughs) Have you been back since COVID or or no? No, I
0: haven't been back since COVID. And um, I have, I have a bunch of friends who are there now. um, And they, and it's, it's, uh, they, they are happy to be there. So, my plan is to get back sometime next year.
4: Oh, wonderful. So Yeah, well it's just traveling has just been so awful. It's, it's a nightmare. Difficult. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: So so how did you get interested in um global climate change and, and how does it work at the local level? Yeah. Tell me about your story about that.
4: Yeah. Well, um, so you know I've been a journalist and a documentary filmmaker for many decades. I won't say how many. and most of my writing has been focused either on information technology and business, kind of like the innovation economy, or on healthcare and medical science i've I've written some for for Yale medicine and stuff like that i I've been kind of environmentally conscious, you know. Recycling, you know, wear, you know, drive a Prius, these, this kind of thing, ride my bike. But at the beginning of COVID, um, I, I got involved in a group uh, that was started up just then. And it was started up in response to COVID. And the group, um, I knew some of the people who were involved in it. I used to work at IBM and some of their top research innovators I'd worked closely with. And they were involved in this and their idea was that COVID should be a wake up call, that mm. we are not living in a sustainable way. Uh, we humans and, and, and we're not living in balance with nature. And they formed this group with the idea of we, it, can we, can we bring together a global collaborative group of volunteers who can Really, kind of cross boundaries and bring ideas together that could be useful in dealing with with climate change. It's and the idea, you know, we need to pivot. We're not sustainable. The clock is running out on our ability to really address climate change in a profound way. You know, with climate change, uh, after certain things happen, like some of the things that are happening now with uh, you know the the glaciers melting and the polar ice cap melting, and you know, and the tundra melting. Once the global temperatures rise a certain amount, then that causes even more. It's a compounding thing. It's it's like it's a mixed metaphor, but it's like a snowball going downhill. Mm-hmm. But it's not a snowball; it's a fireball, right? And uh, so we got to act, and we got to act now. And I got involved in that bunch as a an embedded journalist. You know, like journalists go into like warfare and stuff like that with the troops. Well, mm-hmm. this was me embedded with this bunch of scientists and social scientists. And uh, I followed the course, and I thought it was a just, it was a great it was a great journey they were on. And it wasn't just a story of what they were doing, but it was a story of a of a of a characteristic of humans that in times of crisis, we have a tendency to pull together and forget our differences and try to make things better. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is really a portrait of human nature and social behavior. Now, of course, during COVID, unfortunately, about half of the people in the United States Decided rather than pulling together to try to solve the problem, they would ignore it or scream or shout and, and things like that. So, I think that's one of the reasons why we have had such a difficult time with COVID.
0: Were you surprised at COVID? Because you know Harry and I talk about this all the time. In the movies, yeah. when there's the we you know when there's some kind of breakout or you know the yeah. world is coming to an end, people rally together yeah. and then we 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 rise to the occasion. But COVID <laughs> showed us. Not so much. <laughs> yeah.
4: No, I think, you know, we have, a, we have a fractured society. And we have a society for the first time ever where people actually have different, they kind of choose their facts. You know, there used to be a difference of kind of, you're, you yeah. Know, here are the facts. I have this philosophy, you have this philosophy. Now it's like somebody thinks they have their facts, somebody else has other facts. And of course that's not true. There's, there is only one truth. There are, you know, it's not. You can't pick your. You can't pick your truth. Though, of course, people say I have my truth. What they mean is I have my opinion. I have my experience. But, but the fact of the matter is, you know, facts are facts. And I spend my life. You know, a journalist's job is to discover the truth, to pursue mm-hmm. the facts, and to present them. So. So Uh, what did you learn?
0: What did you learn in in writing this book and working with this group of people? What did you what did you learn on this journey about where we are and what's at stake? What did did you really what really said? Aha.
4: (laughs) Well, it it made me more aware of the of the real core issues about climate because I was an environmentalist but I didn't, and I and I knew that the scientists, climate scientists, had been working, and and you know there was a lot of data gathered. But it was not until I started reading some in-depth reports from the UN. There's an organization called IPCC, and we have we have actually some of the authors of it up here at Yale, Karen Cito, and some other people. And you know the the facts are there, and they put together a very Powerful argument for this is what's happening, this is why it's happening, this is how we have to change and this is how quickly we have to change. And I uh, was sold on that, and um, you know and I think I mentioned before about the tundra, but there were some there were some facts about uh, what's going on with the tundra as the tundra melts,
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, it releases gases which heat up the atmosphere, which of course melts more tundra and melts more. Polar ice cap and melts more glaciers and things like that. So, and, you know, this is sometimes people think, oh, global warming, climate change. This is something that's happening out in the globe somewhere, <laughs> not here. But it is happening here. It's already happening here. And we, especially, uh, people living on the sea as we do, and people living in the paths of hurricanes as we do this place, our beloved town of New Haven, is particularly vulnerable. And in addition, you know, in our town, we have a lot of people who don't have a lot of resources. And those people are are the most vulnerable because drought, heat, flooding, uh, these things are coming. And we need to prepare for them and we need to help our neighbors prepare for them. So
3: So how do you how do you home. give that
0: how do you give that message Steve and not scare the crap out of people? Cuz that cuz I I get the sense that people can hear it but then it frightens them and they get paralyzed with their fear about well, I don't okay, I don't know what to do. Like I don't know what to do with that information.
4: Yeah. Well, you don't want to scare people and paralyze them, and you don't want to, like, there's been a lot of this blaming thing, you know, and I, and I try to avoid that, because if you're pointing your finger of blame at somebody or an institution uh, or an industry, uh, it, it makes them turn away, or, re, you know, repel you, and, and stuff like that. So I think how we tell the story and how we engage with people is very important. I think it's really important to know that locally, that there are things that we can do, mm-hmm. and those things, while they can't solve the global climate problem, they can ease the impact on us and our neighbors, on we as a group and there and there are lots of practical things you know, and um, you know heat let 's just take one here we are in this in the grip. Of a hot spell and a drought, you know, the Mill River runs by my house here. I'm up by the park. The, the Mill River is not running. there's no water coming over that dam into the Mill River. Whoa. It's just getting lower and lower and lower. And on my way on my way, I, I almost every morning, I either walk up East Rock or I ride my bike up East Rock. And when I go down Livingston Street in the middle of this heat and a drought, with no water running in the Mill River, what's happening along Livingston Street, those fancy houses? People are watering their lawns, right? Mm -hmm. Well, so there's a very practical thing you can do about climate change, stop watering your lawn, right? Uh, Number one, I think one of the, there are things that we kind of assume about life and kind of get used to, oh, this is the way things is and the way they should be. So I think very gently, it's, it's really good to point out to people, you know, a lawn may look like nature, but in fact, it is nature destroyed. You know, it's green. There are plants there. You know, there's all those little grass things. But in fact, it's, you know, with all the all the chemicals people put in their lawns, all the, the herbicides and pesticides, it's really kind of a chemical brew. Let's call it a chemical swamp. And it's not good for nature and it's not good for humans, and you know. And sooner or later, we're going to get rid of these things called lawns.
3: Mm-hmm. So I see the
4: is,
0: movement afoot of yeah. people doing that. Yeah. What sorry, are your
4: trees, what are your plants what especially your native plants? don't use chemicals help the help the the bees and the birds thrive, but get rid of that damn lawn
0: so so the group that you're working with is is this their mission? what is their mission?
4: well, what do they hope to do? okay, so first off, before we leave the other topic I know all I know right, you got it too. I got it. Thank you very By much. By the way, I want to tell you I deliver that to your porch, and of course I've seen your porch in Facebook posts, you know, videos, photographs. I think what you're doing there on your porch is magnificent. Thank you. You know, I think you t- you know, you have your, you love Paris. There's that whole tradition, a Parisian tradition of the salon.
0: Yes. <laughs>
4: We're not talking about the beauty salon. We're talking about the thinking salon Mm -hmm. and the talking Mm -hmm. salon and then the, you know, bringing people together and having rich conversations. And you do that in a magnificent natural way. Thank you,
0: Steve Hand.
4: So I love that about you.
0: Thank you very much. Next time you're around, pop by.
4: (laughs) I will. You know, I live very close to you. I live right over the hill. It's like, it's like we got, We got Newhallville, then we got all those fancy houses up on the hill, right? Mm -hmm. And then we come down to East Rock. There's some fancy houses here, but there are also people like me who live in apartments. (laughs) So I ride my bike all around town. I I ride over the hill and I visit Doreen uh, Brubaker. Mm -hmm. You know her. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the native plant lady. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: It's it's Abrubaker. I'm sorry, I mispronounced her name. But uh, she's uh, fantastic. And I go over there, I buy plants, and I visit her because she is part of this group uh, that I'm involved with. And this group is called Reimagining New Haven in the Era of Climate Change. Yeah. And basically, this, this book that I wrote and this group that I was with called Pivot Projects, a lot of the thinking at first was all about, oh, do, what are these global th- thoughts that we should do? And then, as time went on, people kept saying, well, you know, really the place that we have leverage, the humans and, and groups and neighbors have leverage, is in their own community. That's where we can have the most impact. So I started thinking about, you know, that subtitle came out of this, Addressing Global Problems Through Local Action. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I started thinking about, well, what can I do here? As a matter of fact, the first thing I did was I made a film, and a documentary called A River Speaks.
0: Yes. It was about,
4: it was about the Mill River. And yes. the idea was, hey, let's think about this river that runs past our house or near us, our local river, and let's walk along the river, like maybe from the beginning to the end or, or one section of it, and kind of learn about it and become reacquainted with it and understand the impact that we have on it. You know, we love our rivers, But, you know, traditionally we don't treat them very well. You know, in New Haven, our rivers, all this industry that we've had for 300 years, you know, the Industrial Revolution, man, we used used our river for transportation, but also mainly for dumping stuff in. Yeah. So the Mill River is one of the most abused rivers in America. Mm. But... So you got to learn about it. You got to think about it. So I made that film as kind of a, an example of learning about the complex relationship between humans and nature, and what we. So do
0: you feel we... like we're getting closer? Do you feel like that relationship is coming to some real understanding that we are interconnected, or do you think we people are still disconnected from nature and and the practicalities of that?
4: I think we're still disconnected. I mean, there there are some programs you know New Haven public schools have had a bunch of uh, interesting, innovative curricula around the river and around the Sound. Sound School, obviously, but some of the other schools: Wilbur Cross, uh, Martinez School, the sixth. Common grade. ground. Yeah. High school. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. The um, so there's an effort to really help people understand the relationship between humans and nature Uh, and i think in our town more than most but has a long way to go i mean even as simple as this what can you use as a measure look at the trash around our town you can't appreciate nature and throw trash that's a signal that you don't whoever throws the trash doesn't understand doesn't appreciate nature and, uh, and I think you see so, too, way too much of it. You know, I'm, I'm an East Rock here. So much people back up the car and throw the trash in, in the woods, you know. Ooh. So I think that's a signal that people don't get it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, our, our group, uh, started a couple months ago with the idea that, uh, while there are lots of environmental groups within government and also in, you know, nonprofits and stuff, uh, and there's lots of uh, climate change attention, there's not a lot of attention to the local impacts of climate change. And that, that's what we have to raise awareness about, because that's we, what we can really do something about, right? So, uh, either, and by do something, it's either adapt to it, you know, or make it, mitigate it, make it impact less, we have and i'll tell you the the impacts i don't want to scare you babs Mm.
0: well listen this is what i know (laughs) (laughs) all politics are local so all climate change is local. yeah yeah. because if you think about it globally you're not gonna you're not gonna act on it
4: yeah i don't think that's right you just think oh that's too big and complex that's that's for government to deal with yes All all right so so locally we have the sea levels are rising And they're expected to rise by 20 inches by 2050. And that makes a big 20 inches may not sound like much, but But that's a lot. Almost two feet and and a lot of places that are right on the shore. If you combine that with storm surges and hurricanes, and you know, if you have like a a trifecta, sea level rise, in comes a big hurricane with a with a tide and the tides are high, and then you got a bunch of rain up upstate coming down, you have major flooding and, and major flooding in the Annex, major flooding in Morse Cove, major flooding in Fairhaven, and major flooding in Hill South. Mm-hmm. And also major flooding in, in Long Wharf. But people yes. we don't have people living there, but Not all yet. these other all these other places <laughs> people live. And so the water is thing one, you know. Another aspect of water is like with the drought. Uh, shortages of water, you know. Do you have to cut back on what, you know, there will be cutting back on on watering lawns, and eventually there may be other cutbacks. I mean, you know, flushing toilets. Out in California, we we live there, my wife and I live there, my son, we lived there for 10 years. There are droughts out there where there are all sorts of things that we take for granted. You don't take for granted anymore you know flushing your toilet you know so uh there are a lot of things that will happen with shortage of water and uh and then there's the heat and you know uh heat a lot of you know middle class and and wealthy people have a lot of air conditioning they can afford it it's it's very expensive to to buy these machines and to run them A lot of people cannot afford it. They suffer. And as we get a higher average heat, but also more high heat days, uh, there's going to be more suffering. And it's not just suffering. It's suffering from the heat. It affects your ability to work and think. Sleep, right? Mm -hmm. And then for elderly and infants, the most vulnerable, it can actually have very... Unhealthy effects, like up to and including death. So these are really profound impacts. One more thing. What is New Haven known for since 1638? Immigrants. Immigrants. It's a place where immigrants come to, and immigrants' climate change is going to is going to create a lot of climate refugees. So we have to be aware and that this is going to happen and that we'll have people who want to come here and we and New Haven is a welcoming place to the immigrant. You know, we have Iris, we have other programs. There's going to be more pressure, there's going to be more people. So we have to anticipate this and be prepared for it. So we have to be prepared for. Thing. We have to see the future, the far future, but also see it's happening now. Prepare now. Start acting now. Now heat. We have this. You know, one of the most beautiful things about dealing with heat is trees. The canopy of trees
3: mm-hmm.
4: protects us. You know, some of these cities like New York. Some of these places with you know they have trees, not not nearly as much trees. More concrete, so steel, all this kind of stuff. They're two, three degrees hotter than we are, right uh, a city neighborhood I'm sure I haven't seen the data, but I'm sure that some of our treed suburbs or treed neighborhoods like East Rock, where I live, we have all these huge trees around us.
0: I do too our, Newhallville, yeah, I think Newhallville lots is and a, lots of trees
4: Newhallville is another well-treed area, parts of Dixwell are not right, so good and there are there are other neighborhoods i think i think parts of fairhaven don't have enough trees but so that whole thing that uri does and the tree planting they've planted 10,000 trees in however many years they've been operating well we have to accelerate that some of the things we already have these wonderful programs we have to accelerate them how do we do that you know so these are, these are some of the questions so our group wants to uh to raise awareness, engage, bring more and more people of all types together to, to understand and to, to work on this problem, and then to try to catalyze some changes. So we're, we're organizing an event. We, we call it Climathon. <laughs> and it's, that's borrowed from... There's an international group that comes out of Europe called Climate Kicks. And they have this global climathon thing where they help organize and they have information and they share ideas and stuff. So we're going to have a climathon, uh, hopefully October thirtieth. We want to have it. We'd like we want to have it in a neighborhood. Very much say this is a neighborhood thing, right? Can't we have to pick one? And we're thinking about Fairhaven. We're thinking about Martinez School because mm-hmm. it's right there, you know, by the water. that old power plant. You know, all the symbols and all the realities of uh, our vulnerability are right there at Martinez School. So we want to have a thing where the first part, raising awareness, information from experts. Second part, listening to the people, right? Third part, workshops. What are are a handful of things that we think we can actually do? And, And are there new Ideas or new energies we can bring to it are there. And we're not trying to, trying to reinvent the wheel. The group is about catal- raising awareness, engaging and catalyzing, not re- replicating what somebody else is doing. So if we have an idea, we say, you know, uh, New Haven climate movement, that's that wonderful youth group, right? If there's something they're going to be, they're going to be involved with us in this climate Well, is there something that comes out of the climathon that that they want to take and run with, right? Or New Haven has the Climate Emergency Task Force, Mm -hmm. which was formed a couple of years ago but really hasn't done much. Well, can we catalyze or rejuvenate that group or get them going on something? Can we hand something off to them? So these are the kind of things we want to do. And it's a It's a wonderful group. It's all volunteers. There's no staff. We we have our through the Arts Council. We have nonprofit status. It's there, you know. And of course, you're on you're on the board of the Arts Council. Thank you very much. You're welcome. But that's a wonderful thing. I got to tell you, the Arts Council is wonderful in multiple dimensions. But but that whole program of offering little groups, little nonprofit groups the opportunity to piggyback on the 40, 501c3 that they have, that you guys have. You know, otherwise it's almost impossible for groups, groups to get going. But with that vehicle that the uh, the Arts Council has, it's, it is just an innovation factory, you know, social innovation factory that they create for the city. So we have that status and we're trying to raise some money. If you know any rich people who are particularly interested, you know everybody. So you probably know a few rich people who are interested in in climate. Please I like that. send them send them my way or, or introduce me to them.
0: All right. So tell me, what do we what is the takeaway for this book? And who is this book really for? Is this can I can can I can I read this and and really get a sense that I don't have to be a climate change scientist to understand it. Is this, a, is this well, an every man's kind of book?
4: I, I, is it an every man's kind of book? I think it's, it's not, it's not written for scientists or policymakers. Okay. Though I think they, you know, it was published by Columbia University Press. You know, it's, so it's kind of a serious and it's, you know, science backed kind of thing. But it's it's really a story of a journey of a group of people, and you know it's I have in the book it tell it kind of tells the story chronologically of how the people got together, the how you know how they struggled, all this kind of stuff. Uh, it has profiles of about ten people, mm-hmm. all sorts of people of all kinds. Yeah, it's I mean got, you've
0: got a. I saw the, the woman who's a Greek archaeologist.
4: Yes, <laughs> We've got a Greek archaeologist. We have a a Vietnamese uh salmon grower who's who lives in Sweden, you know. We we have it's a bunch of interesting people from around the world. We've got a wonderful guy, one of my one of my favorite people in the group is a guy named uh Gamele Sabande. And he's from uh is it Mozambique? Anyway, he lives in he lives in uh South Africa and he is a technical uh, worker for the UN and he his specialty is going into failed states in Africa and helping them get back on their feet
3: hmm.
4: uh, so a, a wonderful you know he's a guy who as a child heard Zimbabwe
0: advisor. Zimbabwe that's right Zimbabwe
4: yeah so he he yeah I got Mozambique and Zimbabwe confused uh, yeah, so he, as a child, herded livestock in a place where there were wild, you know, wild cats. So he appreciated nature and its, the risks and how we could live in, in, in harmony with nature on a very profound way. And he's a, he's a, just a wonderful guy who practices, uh, a scientific domain called biomimicry have you ever heard of this no biomimicry is the idea that there are we by studying nature and how nature solves problems we can apply some of those those techniques to our 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 human social problems and uh he, he brought in a guy recently to the group, one of his colleagues from South Africa, who said that uh, he was studying wild dogs, South African wild dogs, and how they communicate with each other about what they're going to do next. And he said, in the pack, there is an alpha dog, but the rest of the members of the group also have a say. And they vote. They actually vote by coughing. And and I don't know if you ever had a dog, but sometimes if a dog wants to go outside, it kind of makes a coughing sound by the door. Mm. This is from Wild Dog Behavior. And he said that um, that they're applying the the lessons they've learned about group communication and group dynamics from wild dogs and applying them to the UN Security Council. The U.S. is a wild dogs U.S. Security Council. And they said, uh, you know, in the Security Council, of course, there are a few c- countries that have the veto. So they're the alpha dogs. But then there are these other c- countries that come through, but they do have an impact. You know, if you can avoid the veto, if you have a, con- can build a consensus through this kind of coughing thing, the, the, the wild dogs say, vote when it's time to move to another spot, basically. Well, in UN Security Council, it's time to move to another idea, right? So that's biomimicry. So we can learn from nature, and we can... And and you don't get all dogmatic about it, so it's got to be exactly the way it runs in nature. Or you don't say nature is perfect, because nature can be pretty harsh, right? Mm -hmm. But you say that left to a natural state... Things reach a stasis, an accommodation, a balance, right? They're thrown into imbalance by storms and by humans, right? These are the main things, or by disease, you know. So, uh, we can learn from nature. And, and uh, you know, I think things like people take lessons from uh, the mangroves, you know, all down southern United States, yeah. the Gulf. Is, these mangroves uh, are the things that there's a lot of erosion along the coast from tides and surf and, and from human boats and stuff like this. But the mangroves have proven to be really powerful uh, kind of holders. They hold the earth together. They, like, right, like that. So you look at the mangroves and you see what could we do? around here, physically, to, ho- to help with our, uh, with our coasts. And I- I'll t- give you an example. Out at Sound, at Sound School, they have a program at, which is called Oyster Reef Balls. Now, what they do is cast in concrete these structures that are ball-shaped, and they have like holes in them, right? Right? And the idea is that if you put these out uh, in the shallows of, a, of the sound, they will do a bunch of things. First off, they will take the force of storms and of waves so that there's less erosion, right? The other thing they'll do is they create a habitat, first for oysters, because they do, they do plant oysters there, and then, for every other kind of living thing, animal and vegetable, so they have those out there off off city point sound school, and they could if we decided we could we could do that replicate that all along the coast and uh it would it would be healthier for the sound it would it would help our shoreline uh to a certain extent, doesn't stop, it doesn't stop sea level rise, but it, it, it slows erosion. Hmm. So those reef balls are like the mangrove, right? They're holding it together.
0: Holding it together. Well, I'm so happy that you have this book. Um, I believe climate change is local. <laughs> it starts yeah. local. And I'm glad that you are bringing that to us, so that we can understand how we can, at the local level, do something about um, how to uh, prepare ourselves here for yeah. that. What is going to be real is it, coming our way, as you said, a yeah. fireball.
4: So yeah, rolling the fireball rolling downhill. Uh, so I want to reach out to anybody who's listening, watching now, or watch this later when it's posted up on the on the independent website. Um, you know, we want people, we want, you know, people who are concerned, people are interested, people who want to explore.
0: How do people find you?
4: Well, they go to our website, which is reimaginingnewhaven.org. Okay. And from there, you can find out about the organization and you can find my email, but I'll also tell you it's... Steve Ham, S-T-E-V-E-H-A-M-M, 31 at gmail.com. And get involved in our group. We have, we we say we have three pillars. Science and expertise, community, and arts and artists. That those are the pillars of creating a better society. You know, when we talk about reimagining New Haven, it's not just around climate change. It's, our city has tremendous energy, tremendous resources, you know, people resources, ideas, wonderful relationships. And if we can bring it together and, and people can come together and reimagine the city, not just around, around uh, climate change, but making a more resilient city, a more equitable city, a more just place, a place that is where life can be better, for more, for more people, and not such a struggle for so many people. That's that should be that's the goal of a city, I think, right? Sometimes cities just kind of drift along, right? Well, we we have so many smart, energetic, interesting people in our town. We can't drift along. We got to nope. take this. We got to grab this, right? New Haven is this, not a right? drifting
0: town. New Haven New is the, really an incubator for yeah, yeah, good things that could go on in a city. So yeah. So Absolutely. Steve, I've enjoyed talking to you this morning. I appreciate you bringing your book and getting us all excited about uh addressing global problems through local action. I like that.
4: Wonderful. I'll come visit you on your porch. Do I have, sure. do I have to arrange it or do I just drop by some evening?
0: You just drop by some evening, bring bring some libations or whatever. I will. I will hang out and be you
4: I know, know you too. I think you like bourbon, don't you?
0: I do. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, I'm from I'm from Western Pennsylvania, shot and beer town, Pittsburgh. Oh, all right. So I'll have to bring some bourbon for you.
0: All right, all right. I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you so much, Steve Han.
4: Very good. Always,
0: always. All right. Be cool out here. Yeah. Thank you, Harry Jones, for everything, and uh, I'll see y'all tomorrow. I have Gary Gates on from uh, the Newhallville um, Corporation. To talk about the uh, 22 years of the the basketball league that they've been doing um, so that'll be a good conversation so I'll see you all tomorrow thank you Steve Ham everybody the pivot addressing global problems through local action all, all right, right Harry play us out